Hey, maid. Hey, babe. Ooh, you're doing your soft voice, your deep Morris chestnut voice. Okay. Don't give me that voice if you're not going to follow up. I want that passport, that English passport. Not happening. Not happening. If you're on Stellenbosch right now, hit me up. <laughs> you're for a lynching. This is Stellenbosch, my friend. <laughs> the buildings, Jesus. We're yeah. just getting triggered from a tour guide. Very colonial. Yeah, you were really disgusted by all the Dutch <sighs> architecture. You're like, disgusting. You could just tell. You could just... Felt just like Django. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's disgusting. Were you waiting to see people just hanging from poplar trees? <sighs> Strange fruit. <laughs> you're... Hi guys, girls and gays, actually, stand corrected. Um, we don't have Nyak, my usual co-host, which is not refreshing, it's actually sad. Um, I'm in Stellenbosch right now with my friend Abalade. I'm not gonna edit that out, Abs, you can't be drinking while I'm I didn't this. know, I didn't know, I mm. forgot. Yeah. So I'm more relaxed, this, okay, look, carry on. Relax doesn't get you, Beyonce, if Beyonce <laughs> relaxed. Um, so we're here today and we are going to talk about optics, um, image gang, social media, why do we have it, who does it serve, and our health and our mental health and like how social media interfaces with our lives or how our lives interface with social media. So yes, Abelade, do you want to say hi to the people? Hi, yeah, um, I'm Abelade, um... Yeah. You don't have to look at me when you're doing this as well. Just, just speak it to the like microphone. It feels like I'm being interrogated. You're, you're not going to someone ask you, oh, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm being interrogated. So okay, I just at least I just speak know. to the phone. Like, speak to the microphone. Yep. Um, okay, well, let me start. So, I found it really interesting. You said that you'd quit social or, or Instagram. Um, I don't think you had a particularly riveting Instagram to begin with. But what does why that mean? You... Well, why are you rating my... This is part of the problem. Why? What do you mean rating... <laughs> People are trying to get 10 out of 10 Instagrams. That's that's the problem. Like, wouldn't it just be a picture of a, like a blurry picture of your beer, your Stella Artois? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to me. So when that's all That's all that mattered back then. So, Wait, when did you quit? When and why? Ooh. Um, I think beginning beginning of 2018-ish. Oh, wow. You've been, you've been off. Yeah, yeah. I've been off for a while. Like, yeah. I've been so off. if you're attracted to someone, how do you, like, keep up with, like, how do you f- stalk them? I'm mostly just attracted to people that are around me. So, like, I don't really, if you know what I mean, like, people that I find new that are attractive is because I've probably seen them in person. Okay. I haven't so... seen them on, uh, I mean, I might come past someone on Twitter or something like that because people do post pictures on there, but it's just not as much. That's so... crazy. I actually, it's so funny. Someone I think asked me, or some way I came across the idea of meeting someone in real life. And then going on a date with someone I met in the flesh. And I was like, that is wild. <laughs> never. Like, it's always, it has to be digital. And I've never, I don't know if that generation, I don't know if I can say that generations died out or that I missed. It's just never happened for me. And now when the apps came is when I started to be like sexually and rom- romantically active. And so like, I think I've missed that era when a guy or a girl would see me in a bookstore and be like, hey, you're cool. Like, do I, like, can we exchange numbers? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I only do that when I'm abroad. Yeah, so like, when <laughs> when you leave on Thursday, <laughs> I'll I'll go and eat at restaurants by myself on purpose and hang out with all the girls. Yeah, no, just like talk to the waitresses and stuff like that. Yeah, but do you like, know where you are though? This is <laughs> this is Mississippi. <laughs> but to me, it's like when you said um, 
when you're talking about like meet meet people in person stuff like that to yeah. me it's the other way around because like digitally to me you can be whoever you want to be you can't fake anything in person because people can see through you oh my god in dude person. but on online you can be it's exactly what, who you want to be literally so this guy from tinder this guy from tinder after we'd had a really disappointing sexual experience um i was like well i don't know why i asked him this i was like do i present differently in real life he's like yeah you're fatter and i'm like and then i was like honestly i also think you're uglier and he's like (laughs) oh shit really and i was like yeah and so we're like wow i guess we both (laughs) like his angles he made himself look like he had that jawline but then when i looked at him in person it was what's that shape with oblong it was oblong i don't even know what that is oblong is like a shape it has 11 sides. Like, it's just got no shit. It's like a, a sea worm. And bitch, of course I was. Like, of course I cut, I cut my thing off from the boobs. Like, I was like, yeah, I just took an, an angle I liked. So that was really interesting that we were both so honest. Like, you're much less, like, curated in real life. And I guess, in a way, I was disappointed. And I'm sure he was. But what did we expect? Like, as you said... It's so much about curation online that you can't do in person. And even this one friend of mine was saying how she's really uncomfortable. Like her actual boyfriend, she doesn't let her see her her without makeup or like wigs or hair done looking like snatched. Because like that's what she's present. She's, it's not that it's a catfish, but it's like her best, not best self. uh, uh, She's presented a manicured version of herself and that's who he she feels that's who he fell in love with. And so, like, now what? And I wonder... But for for guys, like, for you who you haven't really done... Because you don't wear makeup. You kind of dress the same anyways in real life. How how did Tinder... How did you curate your profile online? Like, for guys, what's the difference? <sighs> or oh, guys, or for people who don't... who People who don't um have, like, many beauty processes, basically. What's the difference? Is that like there's? I think it's 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 a lot easier for guys because you don't need to. It's hard, you know, with guys like like you said, you can have angles and all that sort of stuff, but there's not too much you can you can really hide, and you can tell a lot of times because people just use like too many filters and stuff like that. So you know, like you you can tell because it's like. <laughs> Obviously, you can be happy with with a filter and the yeah. way it makes you look and stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes people can just, to me anyway, people people can just overdo it. And when when you see this, when you feel like someone's overdoing something, then in your mind you're gonna think they're doing it to compensate for something for for something else. But it still got you, didn't it? It still got the people sitting on your face. So at, didn't they win? Didn't they get what they wanted? Like, what's it? Yeah, I guess, but I guess that's 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 the question: short term versus long term. Mm, bi- bitch, interesting. But then I think the issue is when, so for example, my friend who's uncomfortable is like she is clearly then more invested in her curated online image than in who she is in real life because. Obviously, if I throw on mascara and some eyebrows, that's just Mukunda with mascara and eyebrows. But if I prioritized my online self and like that's for me, Loki, a more real version or, or rather a more um invested version, then obviously I'm going to be a little uncomfortable by who I am offline. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like to me, it's like, how do you feel when you go to sleep? Like... <laughs> After the whole day, you know, when you go to sleep, you're with your, you know, know. You, you have to face yourself at some point, you know, like it's actually, you can spend yeah. so, much time, so much time running away from all that sort of stuff, but you're going to have to face yourself someday. 
It is. A, no, it's odd as You don't want to have kids and all this kind of stuff, all these mad responsibilities by the time you decide to face yourself. Because like, then mm-hmm. everything around you, you've created this world around you and then you face yourself and then you're like, like, what if that's not where you want to be now? Yeah. And, you know, so to me, it's just like, I don't want that whole, I don't, I like opted out with that pretty early. But then why? You're still on Twitter. Yeah, because Twitter to me is just like, it's more of a fun it's hard to flex on Twitter, like, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's a different, you, you can flex, but, like... It's the great devil, like, everyone's, yeah. you're always a tweet away from being dragged yeah, and humbled. Yeah, like, you, you can flex on Twitter, don't get me wrong, and people do flex, but, one, most people don't, aren't really on Twitter to flex, and, well, not mm. the people that I follow anyway, like, I guess even black, even black Twitter as well, to me, it's not, it's about making people laugh, most, like, for the most part, it's not about flexing like you have people who will make you know outrageous statements you know like once a couple of months ago there was this big statement about you know um salaries and stuff like that and what people like um people like aspire to and stuff like that and people are saying you know just outrageous stuff which yeah you know everyone should aspire to to be getting to a certain stage but i mean you know stats wise it's unlikely you know depending on what industry you're in is mm. unlikely unless you own your own business which is really successful you know fine but that's interesting stuff stuff like that was just making me laugh because some yeah. people are just have to say an outrageous salaries Numbers that just people that you, you know haven't actually <laughs> <laughs> studied the average salary in that industry and all that kind of yeah. stuff no i because they'll just say numbers that don't make any sense but just yeah no. that's so i feel like that's tied in well to what we're discussing like optics so for them i feel like a person who would say that is somebody who is thinking about the image or the lifestyle associated with a number, especially the online lifestyle that like say Diddy or DJ Khaled or people who have been living that, but now social media is there. And so they just show it, mm-hmm. um, live like, so like for you optics, what do you, but is it, is it totally impossible to divest from optics? Are you a hundred percent divested from optics? No. But how do you engage in them now that you don't have Insta? Like, how do you flex and front and floss on people? Do you go to the local sh- <laughs> the local outhouse and, like, dress in your cowboy boot? Like, what do you do? You know, like, those guys in, like, Congo, they, like, wear those four-coloured suits. The, da- the what are they called? Da- da- um, what are they called? Nah, I thought you were going to say Dapper Dan. <laughs> no, no, Dapper. They're called something, a similar word. But, yeah, they're gorgeous. Nah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just joking. Um... <laughs> Like how I'll flex. Like how yeah, do you I'm flex? I'm kind of a subtle flex guy. Like okay, tell me. I'll be subtle, so I'll talk about it within a conversation. I'll mention something Ooh. that I know is a flex, but I won't emphasize on like it. Like what? Just carry like on what? The conversation. Tell us. So someone will be like, "Oh, um, someone will be like, you know, you'll be talking about like another country or, or something like that, and then I'll just be like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, whilst I was passing by there." I saw, da, 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 da. you know, you just say something like that, you know, whilst I was, you'll say, oh, whilst I was passing by, you won't say, oh yeah, I went there and da, 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 da. Yeah. You won't make it sound like it's a big deal to you. That's how I flex. Like, I'll just make, I won't make it sound like it's a big deal to me. Like, as if it's just, that's, that's it to me. Like, it's not really, it's not, it's not highlight real for yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's just, just a casual yeah, everyday. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's life to me. If that makes sense. That's interesting. I'm trying to wonder where, because with that example, I'm trying to figure out when, like, we feel the need to flex. Like, when would that be and why? I guess it, it, you, because you chase that, 
external validation. Like you haven't convinced yourself that this is cool or this makes you a certain way. Yeah. You need someone else to validate that for you before you feel like that thing is cool. Or yeah, yeah I guess that's it. That's the way I see it. You haven't con- you haven't convinced yourself yet that whatever you're doing is cool to it has to be cool to someone else before it can be cool to you that's really true and it's really interesting because instagram they were testing internally um not having any likes or comments anymore and i wondered how (laughs) and not you not so you can't see who's liked how many people have liked a thing a, uh, a post and i kind of wondered about that how that would change how i engage with people how other people engage with people and I know for me, I left Instagram for a couple, for like four years back in the day. Um, I joined back in 2018 and I thought I really would have preferred Instagram without likes and comments because I just wanted to share actually. And I didn't actually want to know who thought it was interesting or uninteresting. But I think, um, it's interesting. I don't know. I think as much as I have also, I feel like I'm creating a space for myself online that's, authentic to myself I still am wary of making sure it's balanced making sure like because as a person I'm funny I'm interesting I'm thoughtful I'm also a little bit more introspective and I'm also like sexy and a sexual being so on Instagram I'll make sure that all of those pieces are represented because I wouldn't want someone to think I'm only one or the other Mm. so like drop a bar about something interesting I'm thinking about but also some titties because don't get it twisted (laughs) I fucked but then also some introspection and even the act itself of having to prove to this void or, or pixels that mm. I am who I say I am, I'm no, I don't think I'm necessarily better than someone, necessarily better than someone who's creating an image that they don't actually fit into. But I do know mental health wise, while it on the surface, materially it doesn't make a difference at first, but I know there's going to be a divergence and I, my kind of energy online does leave me in a better space and like i've made sure of that because mm. i think it's quite i think one thing that stands out to me is like there's um there's a childish gambino lyric where he says um something along the lines of like i don't take pictures because i'll see it again Ooh. meaning that like he doesn't take pictures of stuff be- like if you're living a certain lifestyle like regularly <laughs> you're not taking pictures because you're going to see it again. Like yeah. you're going to, yeah. which I always thought was interesting to me. Whereas like Instagram is the complete opposite. People take pictures of stuff. They're probably not going to see again. Well, they will, you know, like they're, they're, they're not going to see again and post it as if it's their mate. It's as if that's their lifestyle. That's really interesting. Mm. But who do you think we're all, like, who are we trying to keep? If you're just, if all the people that are on your Instagram are just your mates <laughs> from, from uni, from high school, from kindergarten, <laughs> then who are you trying to flex on? Like, who are We've, you? We, we spend so much time and effort <laughs> flexing on people that we don't, one, we don't know, and two, don't actually care about us. Like, mm. it's so crazy. Cause I do it too. Like, I'm not talking to myself. I figured it out. Something like that. We're all still, you know, working through stuff like that. But yeah, I just find it so wild how we spend so much time and energy trying to look a certain way to people that don't care about you. Like, <gasps> bitch, you know, I think it was so wild. I was telling Nyak, um, because we were taking, she'll take my selfies. I'll take hers. And like, I'll be like, Oh no, no, I don't like that angle. Look at my stomach or no, my face. I don't like what my cheeks are doing. And then I realized, um, that you 
look like you have big cheeks in that photo because you have big cheeks in real life. <laughs> your stomach looks round in that photo because you have a round stomach. Your feet look wide because you have wide feet. And like, why would I ever want to portray an image that's filtering or distorting me to look like a person I'm not? Because what's, what is that saying? What am I saying to myself? Like, exactly. what am I saying? about my skin, about my face, about my body, that I wanted to look different. That doesn't make any sense. And then I think also when I realized even the people I admire, and I think they're beautiful, let's say, I don't know, Rihanna and Beyonce, the amount of time they also spend coveting other people's beauty, it's like, okay, well, beauty and image just are so fleeting and transient. And no one, people who, like, no one feels, I don't know how to explain. I think the people who have just made peace with themselves are happy, but anyone else, it doesn't matter how conventionally attractive what you are or not. If you've not made peace with just who you are, it's so hard to enjoy that. You're not, I, it's hard to, it's, it's a funny thing. Cause if you pretend to be something you're not, when you get that response from other people, even if it's a positive one, you can't feel it fully yeah because that's not who you are like you get the compliment and stuff like that but it doesn't feel the same way as getting a compliment of something that you genuinely feel that like that's you yeah doesn't feel the same way which i find you know i find like in my own experience like even with dating i'm constantly i'll find myself not being myself Mm -hmm. in my dating life and then I'll get to a, a, a specific part of a relationship with someone and then start to resent them for treating me a certain way. Even though I portrayed that way, it's my fault. My like, friend. This is my fault because I gave you this image of myself. That's and then funny. when you treat me that way, I then start to resent you, start feeling I, bad. And I'm like, well, oh my God. If it's my, <laughs> it's, it started with me. It's my fault. Like, cause Absolutely. they're not doing anything wrong. All they're doing is, looking at me the way that I'm pretending to be Absolutely. and then I'm there fuming and angry at them and I'm like well you know when you really reflect it like that was my fault it's wild it is really interesting I think like that happened to me once so there's this cute guy on tinder and I just thought he was just really impressive to me at the time really really impl- impressive like thoughtful cute funny um had a great job he was really interested in like witty and he once turned to me in bed and said, I really like you. You're not like other girls. You're really like relaxed. And I was like, Oh no, I'm one of the wild ones. Like you, <laughs> I've already planned our wedding. We have one in your country, one in my, like you really, I don't know what I've portrayed. I've clearly tried to portray that I'm aloof and true to form within like two days. I was like, what are we saying? Like I was just doing all the things I always do. And he was just so shocked and put off. And I was so upset with him. But now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I did portray, I wanted to be liked. And so I did what I thought he would like. And that's not sustainable. And social media is just like a condensed version of that. The things we do, we peacock around, like around our people we want to impress. And I think, I have a feeling that's like a sign, a warning. Like if I ever want to impress somebody, I have a feeling I should actually just keep them out of my space entirely. Because that's just never a good energy to lead with. And I don't know if it ever turns out right. Like, if you want to impress someone... I don't know. I just I just think the right people I won't want to impress. The right people will be impressed by you. you yeah. Like, it, just, yeah, yeah, like... I know it sounds cliche, but, like, that's... 
if you really want something real, there's no other way of going about it because all you're doing is creating interest in people who are don't exist. Who don't? Well, yeah, don't really exist, and mm. someone's liking you when that's not really you. So they're liking someone that doesn't really exist. Yeah. So it's just like sooner or later, it's gonna unless what you're gonna live the rest of your life, you know, acting like someone you're not. Like yeah. that'll be that'll be so depressing. How did that work for you then in uni? Like, or at least from A-levels onwards, because we were chatting earlier and you're conventionally attractive. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, the wider society. <laughs> well, tell us. We'll, put, we'll post a picture in the comments. <laughs> okay, so you're conventionally attractive and you kind of weren't considered attractive until A-levels. And suddenly people were... Or rather, let me ask this question. I think in uni, we were black people in a very white space. And I... At least in my opinion, there was some level of fetishizing that happened with like black guys in uni. Um, and you probably didn't escape that. How did you, did you perform with or against those stereotypes of people assuming you must have sex in this way, assuming or wanting to be with you because of you, but also like a fantasy about you? And did you ever try and match, like marry those two things? Yeah, I think I made the mistake a lot of times of performing leaning in yeah performing how i thought they wanted me to so for the pussy yeah because you know everyone wants to be liked yeah you know yeah everyone wants attention in some form like it's it's a human it's natural like animals want attention like it's not like i feel like sometimes we make the mistake of not giving ourselves space of just be like a human to an extent Mm. It's like finding so you think the we right demonize, balance. Like wanting attention. And yeah, like we normal. demonize that stuff where it's normal. It's just too much. It's it's too much of it. That's the issue. Like you should want everyone should want attention. Like, but then it's one thing to want attention, but then you shouldn't crave attention. If you know what I mean. Like I know what you mean. So there's like a fine. It's it's hard so to find that balance. It yeah. is really hard to find that balance, and I find. My worst mental health was when I wanted male attention. Mm. I remember that's when I just really abused my body. Like, that's when I had a really unhealthy... Like, that's when I was, like, the thinnest I've ever been in uni, like, in first year. So, I was, what, 19? That was the smallest I'd been since I was probably 14. Like, 13, I've always been bigger. And that was also when I would just, like, all the laser hair removal... Um I remember the first time I had sex, I literally shaved everything but my arms like I shaved everything I shaved my stomach any peach hair I shaved my whole ass whole ass he didn't even eat it out I'm disgusted <laughs> I expect that guy to eat it like watermelon wow, wow wow and you know when hair grows back in your ass cheeks you know how painful it is I, I would have done, I done it. when you walk oh my gosh so I shaved every, like just stuff like that like honestly being so violent and violating my body all because I wanted to be like coveted and desired. And I just feel like the times I've wanted to be liked by people or coveted romantically are the times I've done the most unfair things to myself and the times I've tried to manipulate other people into liking me. Like one thing I also used to do in uni, I kind of figured out that people at high school all my life, people had kind of considered me like an agony aunt, excuse me, like a motherly figure. And so I used that to manipulate people into liking me. And so, like, part of what we also spoke about this weekend was our friendship. And I know I definitely knew that, okay, this person clearly likes me for my insights because I listen to them. So let me just lean into that so that 
they can also give me the attention that mm. I want so much. And it's really interesting how now that I've withdrawn a lot of that from a lot of people, now that I've like refused to be, I, I, I only like give my ear to people I've consented to really specifically. Some of those relationships have fallen off because those friendships were predicated on me oh, being nah. someone I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And that all just goes back to being wanted and desired mm. from shaving my anus to <laughs> being an agony aunt. It all goes to being like, just want, you know, yeah, like I want to be needed. How much you willing to put up with? What like, are you willing to do? <laughs> Shave my ass. That's what I was going to say. Literally. Because, yeah, like even in uni, like you're saying, with I could tell the white people that I was around, that I was around, I could tell the ones who had never been around black people until they got I'm to uni. I'm dead. How? You could tell just by the way they behave. <laughs> what like, <would> they do? <sighs> would they run up to you and ask if you watch the colour purple or like... No, it's like, they're just... Let me let me try and articulate this properly. They, the way they behave is if you... You know, like when someone says something and then they'll look at you like <laughs> waiting, waiting for waiting you to make sure that it was okay to say. Yeah. So they'll struggle to, you know, they'll run around. They'll do something. Describing some, who the black guy in the class is. Just say he's black. Black guy. Like they're so scared to say someone's black. Like yeah. you just know they've never been around black people their whole yeah. lives. They must, they can't be because they think saying the word black is racist. Or know? when like Kendrick Lamar comes on and they look at you in the eye and they swing the lyrics staring at you. I'm just expecting you to sing, you know, what if, what if I like... I know. Even just small Nevada. things. Like, like in the club, white guys being like, teach me how to dance. And me being like, please go jump. Like, what do you mean? Who told you I can dance? <laughs> like, I really... Who told you? Just start there. <laughs> but then also being like, okay, but this guy's cute and I want him to want me. So let me just bust out whatever moves I know because I'm black and I should dance and he'll like me because I fit into that stereotype. And, and I even... Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like, even with the sex thing as well, like... Mm. <laughs> you know, like, when your white friends talk about sex, yeah. when it comes to you, it's always the aggressive, like, yeah, I it know is- I know you fucked the shit out of her. You know? It's <laughs> like, yo, chill, chill. The energy. Chill I know out, you pounded that. Yeah. It's just like... Oh, she fucked... <laughs> She fucked abs the other Oh, abs. I know you broke. You know, that. you busted open and you that. split her in half. You know, it's all this, and it's like, why? <laughs> but I also think probably oh. the first place a lot of us... So porn, because this is what I want to talk about in, in one of our next episodes. I okay. really want to have sex with my Tims on, by the way, but I'll... I'll I am absolutely <laughs> dead. And holding a drill, with drill material, with, 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 with power <laughs> tools. And then you put the leg, well, you put yeah. the leg on the, on the, on the table. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to do that before I, before, before you I die. leave. Yeah, before I leave. Wow, but. and you get that, like, gravity working uh, with you. Not against the you. The New York Yankees snap back. <laughs> anyway. They always have big stomachs. Like, they exercise their <laughs> arms and legs, and the tummy, they're like, ah, fuck it. Because they still eat mac and cheese. They like, still eat mac and they're living. Black porn stars are oh. living. But they also like the, oh, I have to, there's one episode on, I think it's maybe the Pornhub podcast and they talk a lot about um the racism. So bl- white women charge more to have sex with black men. And it's just a fact. They make them do like sexual health checkups and all this stuff like far more than like they'd ask like their white like colleagues. I'm disgusted. Wild, wild. And you know what like the black, so it'll be like, this is what it'll say. It'll be like for the white porn, it'll say, um, it's actually really incesty always. It's like teen teen <laughs> gets down and dirty with with stepdad. Yeah. But then with a black woman, it's like 
black ratty bitch gets pounded and split Busted in half down. by 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 um Gunther in the and it's just like guys and it's, it's too aggressive. it starts on 100 yeah, there's no foreplay aggressive. the the weave is sight the weave is hay the makeup they use the mascara that right it's just like why it's a lot it's a the lot. denigration of like black people through i say american porn i don't think i've seen any other kind but it's just all of that to say that why are we talking about porn oh feeding into our sex lives it was really hard like even i don't know like even the times i've been fetishized either by like friends or romantic partners in the past i really i've just leaned into it not not overly extra, but like I've allowed, I haven't said anything against it because I was like, well, if this is my gateway to being accepted, bitch, I'll take it. Like, I'll wear my clown hat if that's I'll, I'll tap dance if that's what <laughs> is gonna get me this friendship with this dick. Mm. Um, and that's why I feel like in so many ways, as a person of whatever intersection you occupy, but basically your cultural, your racial intersection it's it's really important once you get older and have the faculties to consider what to understand what your insecurities are because then you make like less stupid decisions Mm. like they yeah i just think there might have been a few friendships i wouldn't have entered because the person was um racist and mind you i think racism into many instances for many people especially white is like largely not even unavoidable but largely just common um, there's some forms of racism levels I just don't tolerate and I just did because I figured what else can I do? And I think that's what people of colour do to survive anyways in places like England. It's and, hard, it's hard. Like, I yeah, mean, like what you, can you do you if you're in Reading University? What? You're just going to go home and live in your parents' house for like, and just sit in do your you know bedroom I mean? for 40 years. Yeah, yeah like, like what do you do? So when they're like, oh my gosh, let's, whatever, when they like stare at you extra hard when you listen to Kendrick Lamar or ask you why you haven't watched Bad Boys 2 or <laughs> like, are you supposed to fight every single time? Don't you have to, to some extent, I think we just really need to pick up battles mm. when it comes to prejudice. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I kind I of come and kill myself. Like I can't now, I can't now be in uni battle on that front already the curriculum is whitewashed now i'm also supposed to argue with all of my my (laughs) it's just too much yeah yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot and so after uni do you feel like how have you managed to merge the person you think you are and the person like you are especially after because you are in a white space or meaning england Mm. How do you like keep a sense of self that's not either about oppression or about living up to like a stereotype and being the better black who speaks well and who's like decent? Because you must be a poster boy to some extent of like you have to, yeah. Because like I do find, I, yeah, I still I still find myself doing like performing sometimes, yeah, or like trying to show people that I'm not like ghetto like, yeah yeah like i'm not some i'm not from the streets not or the you shanky black yeah yeah that sort of thing <laughs> and it's wrong like it's wrong but i feel like you know media and stuff like that will show you that like you know the average person you see on tv and stuff like that speaks a certain way they don't you know your average tv show these days obviously the tv shows that are more popular are more ones that are, you know cater to you know or give life to aspects of people's 
or as- aspects of society that you don't get to see every day mm-hmm. on TV and stuff like that. But especially in, in the corporate world, for sure, you won't last. It's sim- simple as that. If you don't tap dance. Yeah. In some form. So you put on the hat? Yeah, that's you it. You put on the top hat? You just got to keep your mouth... Yeah, you have to keep, you, you have to keep your mouth shut mm. for to the most extent, which is... You know, it's draining. It's draining. That's the word I'll use. Mm. Like, yeah, it's draining. But, you know, you have to deal with your reality. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think I haven't been in, like, predominantly white spaces in a while living in South Africa. And I think that's why my mental health... That's why I'm glowing. That's why my skin is beautiful and firm and shining. That's why I'm healthy and happy. Is because I'm with people who look like me all the time. Um, so I can't remember the exhaustion... I remember London was for the, despite being so diverse, it's still a white country city. So it is like pretty exhausting. The best example is when like a black person dies and they'll say, oh, he was so promising. He had six A stars and (laughs) A levels and he was, oh, you know, on his way to Cambridge and oh, this is how, like they're basically, you know, when the, you know, it's only for black people that they'll highlight all these aspects of their lives that somehow makes their life valid but then like whether it was whether in reality it's tragic i don't care if he was a he was living in his mom's house and he was 35 i don't care like it to me it's just as tragic yeah it's like you have to be doing somehow well in terms of capitalism to be seen as valid unless you know why else would we be reporting or that's incredible so i think white people must not have the same dissonance i'll have to ask them but like because gunther on heroin who dies before and that's after like shooting up a school mm. they'll still show a picture of him in his cardigan fishing <laughs> do you know what i mean whereas like that's fascinating so do you think do you think your friends your white friends have the same dissonance like do they seem weighed down by this like an image of them versus who they are not no. as much think-, think of what i think about is the fact that as a black person you're not allowed to look scruffy you know, oh my god! Like that white thing. middle middle upper class white people, especially since moving to London, you'd be surprised. <laughs> like it's like looking poor is like an aesthetic for them. Like it's what it's what's cool. Like oh. like, but you'll never find black people who who are in a certain you know demographical you know or in a certain class. Never, they'll That's never really they'll never dress scruffy. You're impossible. You won't catch them like that. Like. That's really and because, true. you know, in the back of all our minds, we won't necessarily admit it or really think about it. But in the back of our minds, it's like we ha- you have to because you can't be a scruffy black and be in certain rooms and stuff like that. It doesn't work that way. That's Whereas really white people yeah. come in looking... Any kind any, of way. Any, it doesn't matter because they know they're valid because they're white. So like, that Mark Zuckerberg energy, black person could not never, come in. Never. Never. Couldn't happen. That's really interesting. I think I remember, I've actually just totally released all my London trauma, but I, so just for people for some context, cause I feel like people outside of London, I don't know. Okay. This is what, but this is the kind of person we're speaking to. So in London, um, they're like, I guess hippies who are like against capitalism and really kind of nature, earthy people who um, are pretty relaxed to the most part, but then also are activists and, like, perform activism as well um, and dress, <laughs> they'll, like, thrift and they'll have, like, one sh- dress that they pass between them. Um, 
and it's really hippie and and not hipster so pretty hippie and despite like opting out of capitalism they are still like they won't spend money let's say on clothes on like fast fashion but they'll spend it all on cocaine (laughs) so it's like a different it's that kind of lifestyle where i really for the most part i've decided to like only take the good from that lifestyle i really enjoy my friends who are like that because it's you know it adds some spice and i think i learned a lot as well about i learned a lot from them but i also there was a dissonance and in fact my friends who listen who if you feel i'm describing you please message me i want to know what you think but like a lot of the black people in the spaces just couldn't be as scruffy like those people you you know those girls or people you don't have to shower for a week you just the things you do and like no one will question you you know what i mean it's just that the lifestyle you can have dreads and it's cool but the black girls in that space were still much more put together because you just if your afro's matted like you can't just (laughs) you can't like you just can't operate in the same ways yeah yeah you don't have the same rules you don't have the same and i think black bodies being policed have you felt so in Cape Town? It was still quite white, though, for you, wasn't it? Cape like, it didn't, it didn't seem like Africa. No, nah, it's... It yeah. didn't, okay. I've never seen... Yeah, like... Yeah, okay, it's very didn't. white. Very. Still very white. I just think it's really my dream for, like, all the black people. I want to just grab all the black people in Western countries and just t- <laughs> implant them into, like, brown countries. Because I think the peace... It's so hard to understand you're perpetually tense in London. I think it's, you don't really know it or think it Mm. until you leave and your shoulders relax. Mm. And I just think every black person and brown person should experience what that feels like. And I would not trade, trade my peace of mind in South Africa for anything, even though I do want to live in London, like temporarily in the summers. Um, But what you're talking about, I just think in London, for me, there was much more of a dissonance between who I was, who I looked like I was to white people versus who I was. And in South Africa, it's a different story where it's now class. Um, I'm lighter skinned. So it's that, but it's that I can deal with that more actually. Um, now I'm the better black, but that works to my benefit. And I also, for the most part, just like do me. And if for somebody that seems like I'm a better black, that's totally okay. Like that's their perception and that's, I'm not making that my business, but it's easier to do here because I'm still of the majority. Whereas in London, I don't know. I just think you're the better black at the expense of a lot of other people. Yeah. And so you do have to think about the image you people have of you versus like who you actually are. Mm-hmm. If that's making any sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Wild. So tell me what I also want to know from you is what do you think? What's the correlation? I think, so somebody asked me the other day that they find social media really stressful. A lot of people talk to me about this. They find social media and Instagram really stressful and they don't like having to keep up with an image or like follow accounts, but they're still on Instagram. Um, and I'm trying to build, I'm building a brand. I'm building, I know I have the source and the interest and the drive to make money off my personality. It's award-winning personality and I've been sitting on gold and I've been sleeping on myself. So that's what I'm doing with Instagram. Um, so I'm actually there for, to make a platform for myself to like elevate my lifestyle and elevate people who like, or rather to foster a community where that I'd want to live in. Mm. But when you're not, when you're just a voyeur, when you're someone who's just watch, going on there to look at other people, why do you think people have social media? Like, why do people have... Why do people have Instagram? Is it just to I keep up it, with the Joneses? 
Uh, yeah, like, I feel like it, just, it makes people feel better about their lives, which I completely understand. Oh, when you post. Yeah, when okay, you post. Yes, because yes, it does. You can create an online life that has nothing to do with your real life. Mm, so it's, it's really curated. It's like, a, it's like escapism, in a way. Like, you can, you know, if you're not, if let's say you're not happy with your, your actual current real situations and stuff like that, you can create this online image that, you know, other people can, you know, fake in a fake way relate to because it makes you feel like, okay, yeah, look, like my life is this way. I'm having fun all the time. Look at these yeah. great, you know, holidays, trips and stuff like that. But it also, yeah, it just makes you distract. It distracts you from what your real life is. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to find people who's, you know, in the in Instagrams and stuff like that. It, it is their real life. That is mm, the real life. They live yeah. 100%. But I feel like for a lot of people, I just think it's a problem to only show the, you the know, the, yeah, the ups of your but life. But you reckon? It doesn't, it doesn't, Someone it doesn't said to help. me, I don't think it helps because other people who are looking, all they see is the ups of yeah. everyone else's life, and they look around and say, "Why is my life not like that?" Which I think I don't blame those people because I also think you should have your own personal responsibility to yeah. know if something's not healthy for you and like. Stay away from it, basically. Well, let me be a Republican. Let me be the devil's advocate. And let me ask you then, as you said, if everyone knows we, everyone has ups and downs, why should they be so pressed and influenced by the ups? Like, why should it be an issue that Rihanna's only posting when she's cute? Or that my, or that I'm only posting when I'm smiling? I'm interested in that question because I can't answer that. And because also, <laughs> One of my friends, I asked him, I asked this guy, why do you only post when you're like laughing and in the club and with friends and like, you know, just having fun? Why do you post your highlight reel? And he's like, what? You want me to post when I'm like looking raggedy and happy? Like, why the hell would I do that? And I was like, wow, facts. Okay. Facts, I mean, yeah. like, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I don't know. For me, okay, I can answer for myself. I do keep it real on Instagram. I also have decided that I have a responsibility. I'm really careful about like the energy I put out. So for example, if I think men are trash, I'm going to post something really specific about that, but not, but there's also stuff I'm going to reserve for my friends because I just consider for me, it's irresponsible. I'm, I consider myself like, (laughs) like it matters what kind of frequency I'm elevating or pulling people down to. I, I consider that a responsibility. So I will only post things that I think will either make people think or feel or feel comforted or like understood. And that can be things that I'm sad about, but I still always have a spin that is very Mukundwa-like where there's a solution at the end of it. And that doesn't reflect the the full truth because other de- the times I'm crying, then times I feel like everything sucks. But I personally don't want to put that frequency out. That's something I want to share personally in my circles. And like... That feels responsible to me. It doesn't feel like I'm... It, it's curating. But for me, that's like what I've decided I'd like to show. And so... Re- rebut. What? Would you <laughs> Where's care, your rebuttal? Would, would you care if no one liked your picture? Let's say you post something mm. on Instagram and nobody liked it. Would you still have that same feeling towards that picture? That you, that I'm you not posted. even being funny, but because <laughs> that's simply not a reality, I can't even conceive of what that looks Most like. Most people can't, exactly. But to me, it's like, because to me, you're feeding into something. Because mm. that's what I, because what, like when I used to have Instagram and stuff like that, 
you'd post something, but you'd post it anticipating the and likes. And you go look, yeah. You go look okay, 20 okay. times a day <laughs> to see what people liked it. But the that's difference... Not, that, that's, that's not normal. That's not normal yeah. behavior. Like, but this is my question then. This is why I need somebody who... Ha- I'm using social... It's a business. For me, I'm literally creating a business and a brand for myself. So for me, it's it's a good indication of what people are interested in. I look at the polls. I see when I ask things about spirituality, 20 people go on the poll. When it's about dick, 50. When it's about... Ch- <laughs> so it, I, it matters to me what the audience is particularly interested in because I'm interested in that. So... And even like, I don't know. That's true. Look, it's, 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 it's important. Would you feel as good about yourself if you got zero likes or if you got 500 likes? Like, it's just so hard it shouldn't to feed into your, I know, It shouldn't it feed into your sense of self. It doesn't like, feed into my sense of self. It feeds into, I'm not even, it's analytics for me. Like I need, I'm sharing, my Instagram's very different in my opinion. I'm sharing mm. in really honest people for me, it's a sanctuary. You go on Instagram, you look at everyone who's posting cute pictures of their pussy, pictures of their girlfriends or boyfriends. Who's posting pictures of? Of the, the pussy lips looking golden. Who's? Anyway, and like their money sleeping on, on cushions of, of dollars. And that's fine. And then people come to my page and I feel like, excuse me, they can exhale. Mm. I feel like they're like, this is a real page where she's messy, she's funny, she shares and maybe they consider she overshares, but it's a human. This is what a human feels like in real life. I, my Instagram feels like that. And I've been really intentional on being honest. So I can't answer that because I just feel like my Instagram is really fantastic because it's so similar to what a human experience is. As much as I'll post a photo of my face with filters, that's also really specific because that's part of my self-love practice. So, so you know what? I've been off Instagram for half a decade. So when I came back, I have a, I, there's so much intention <laughs> of authenticity with what I do. So for me, Instagram is so much fun, but I can understand why for other people it's hell on earth because of how they're using it. If you're at a super cool event. Yes. And okay, that's your phone <laughs> dies. All your friends' phone dies. So you, you can't take any pictures of this event. You can't document it anywhere. Are you having as much fun? The other day, me and you were doing something. I was like, where's the phone? I need to take a picture. And I was like, oh my gosh, Mukundua, what are you doing? Like, you will not collapse if you don't take a photo. So that was worrying. The fact that there was even a story I wanted to make that I wanted to make people laugh. So let me put the story. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. That's not what I do. Like, it's always like mess it's always authenticity first so there have been times i've caught myself trying to portray i've caught myself trying to perform myself Mm. and i should never perform i should be myself so i agree with you i'm definitely slow i I definitely got sucked into that vortex a bit and i have to keep checking myself um Mm. that's what i'm saying so stuff like that matters to me so like that's why when i found myself doing that like if i'm at an event and I can't take a picture or document it in some way. Then you've lost it. It's a waste. It's, it's been a wasted opportunity. I can't, in real time, whilst I'm there, I can't have enough fun mm. unless I know that I've captured it and I can post it later for other people I to know, see. Content, content. Once I got into that mindset and I realized what I was doing, I had to get off it. I was like, this Instagram is it's ruining trash. my like. It's, it's not ruining my life, but it's ruining really good experiences for me because it's like once I'm at the event. That's half of the enjoyment. After I then post a picture of the event and, and, the and get the, that's the other half of the enjoyment, which which okay. to me was which to me was just it was it was insane. No, that's me too. No, okay. One thing I have clocked and I am conscious of is that it's really annoying how there has to be. 
I don't like how much I have to be consistent or I've, I've decided I've, I've put the pressure on myself to be consistent because look, if you're not posting, so I've noticed my, I was largely story based and now I do posts a lot because posts get me more followers. Followers will eventually be able to, um, I'll have a bigger audience so that I can like have the conversations I'm interested in and have a wider platform, but also that equals jobs and money along the line. Mm. And actually, realizing that it's all not contrived but i it's really weird to have to media plan your authenticity and yourself um but on the other hand i know that consistency is what gets results so i am also i do find it weird i don't know that it's necessarily sustainable and i'm really happy that my actual product is myself so that if if i myself i can never lose mm. and if instagram dies i'm just going to go into tv i'm just going to go into this or radio whereas i know a lot of people who are let's say influencers or who've built up so much of their persona online that's scary to know if you don't post a selfie in 4 days you've lost 20,000 followers that's really weird and it's also even weirder that that number matters but i also just think the means of making money are bizarre anyway i just think <laughs> this is not going to spiral but i just think any way you make money is bizarre. The fact that you fix people's bodies and now you have to, have to pay you for taking the cancer out of me, that doesn't make sense. The fact <laughs> that I have to pay you, like, I, all of this doesn't make sense. So why not do, why not Instagram? If nothing makes sense, might as, why not just... I mean, to me, there's, there, there's times that I've met people in social, Spiraling. there's, there's times that I've met people in social situations. Yeah. And after I've spoken to them or something like that, someone's come to me and be like, oh, do you know how many followers they have? <gasps> no. I'm like, well. Are you, that sounds like an episode of, what's that thing that, that you English people like? Oh, Black Mirror. Yes. I don't watch it. I think it's terrible, but I think it's boring. But anyway. Oh don't. my gosh. But yeah, like just silly things like that. It just makes me like. That's just. And the, the worst part is I know myself, if I knew how many followers they had before I had that conversation with them, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't, it would have shook me a bit. Like. It would have made a difference, which is which is sad. Like I'm throwing myself. Like it's sad because if oh if I knew they had a hundred thousand followers or you know it would have made me more anxious in a way where that's you horrific know, and what is a follower? Right next to me. Like, but also like what is a follower? Exactly. Like, like what the hell is that? That's why I was like all this shit. Like to me, oh I want to get yeah. away from all of this like as much as possible. Twitter is cool because most of it is just jokes. Most of it is, to me, most of it is just jokes and most of it is just football. Like, I actually find Twitter much more overwhelming. I prefer Instagram. Really? I think Instagram's more authentic. Really? I, th- I find Twitter pretty, but maybe too I follow. I just find it a little gross. Yeah, a like, little grotesque. I used to follow a lot of people who, like, talk on certain topics and stuff like that, but then I had to unfollow them because, yeah, it wasn't... Twitter, to me, just has to be something that was fun. Like, You know what it is? I can't leave Twitter and... Be in a worse mood than when I got on. Like, do you know how <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. that is? A, Doesn't a, make sense. A digital platform is now fucked up my day. Like in real life now. <laughs> but don't you think even the cavemen? Don't you think even those hoes? Like, do you think it's just human nature, and we just have had different platforms to enable flexing and pretending to be things we're not? Like, don't you think the bitches and the cavemen, like in caves, had ways? Like they'd probably. Yeah, like throw like, the biggest some... rock. <laughs> like they do some rock at, rock art and like draw themselves with big bums, even though they had a flat ass. So I that the next caveman that could come, the next Khoisan could come and be like, "Oh wow, she got it like that." Like, don't you think there were always ways? 
I don't know. Yeah, it all comes back to this thing where we were saying like, there's nothing unhealthy about wanting it, like attention. There, there's there's nothing unhealthy about wanting attention and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the it's the amount that people it's the amount that social platforms allow you to mass in such short periods of time that make yeah. it unlike that's what to me makes it unhealthy. Like, like it's weird, like. You, someone can comment on something you posted. Something you don't even know. They don't know you. You I don't know, know them. That and that can fuck up your day. <laughs> like, that's just, it's just too much access to too much. Like, it's just, but it's, do you it's think too much social access. media, like as a final thought, do you think, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think, sure, maybe Instagram might, and Twitter in their forms will die and something else will resurrect, but there's no way they've landed on a gold mine of people's insecurities and blabber and verbal vomit will keep fueling yeah. these kind of platforms. So why even try abstain? Like you're now a dinosaur. Because I enjoy my, I like, because this side of life to me is more enjoyable. Like, I don't know. I'm also, I'm more, I feel like I'm a bit more present because mm. of it. Like, yeah. And you were on your phone lots back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, you won't really see me on my phone that much. Like, it's the only times you really see me on Twitter and stuff, like, prop, it's, it's, it's all football. And football is, oh is because I'm obsessed with football. So it feeds into something that's in my real life. How can you be, okay, if you meet the woman of your dreams, mm. of your dreams, and she said, listen, the one thing, my hard limit is football. I'm not comfortable with it at all. So in my house, we don't watch it. My children don't watch it. My partner doesn't watch it. <laughs> I'll say, uh, it, can't, it can't happen. Can't Are you happen. serious? Either that or I'll just lie to her. You know like how guys will be like three, home like three hours late because they were cheating. I was, because I was watching football. Like, I can't Are tell you her. Serious? Have to. If you could marry football, would you? I know it's going to sound wild, but like, Nah, let me not say that. My mom will be unhappy. I was gonna say football was my first love, but that's that's not true. Wow. But like football's the one thing that's been consistent throughout since I was like eight years old. Like the one thing that That sounds traumatic. No, it it, it is because if you're so invested, it can ruin it can really ruin. No, it sounds traumatic as in like I can see this like little kid, this like neglected kid watching the game. What does that mean? Why do you have to use the word neglected? (laughs) What does that have to do with my love for football? Why are you creating a scenario in this? You know, I'm not even joking. You're you're making it sad. I am. I would never date someone who is interested in sports. So that's ruled off a lot of the useless (sighs) people. I wouldn't. I actually find it pretty bizarre. But I also think men, that's so... I guess it's a place you guys find community. Like, that's the one place you guys touch each other and are nice to each other and hug. Guys, and guys, guys by. that'll call you a nigger in the streets, they'll <laughs> hug you when your team scores. Like, you know. <laughs> it's all love. Okay, it's actually your guys' um... Okay, it's your self-care. Now, I, actually, I will then. Now that I understand, my Danish king can watch football. <laughs> I'll allow it. Your Viking. My Viking. Alrighty, this was a good one. Um, do you? F- I feel like I'm high. High. Do you feel high? Maybe it's because we recorded before this. No, maybe it's I'm hot. So in here. spaced out. Okay, well, this was an interesting episode. Um, what what would you like to know? Would you like to know anything from people listening? Like any feedback about any ideas? I'd like to know why people. I'd like to know if people ask themselves why they use their social media. Uh-huh. And if they do ask themselves that, then I'd like to know why why people use it. Yes. Okay. I, I'd like to know that too. Um, 
I'd like to know if it's so toxic. This is such an obvious. This is like saying, oh, if you know donuts are bad for you, why do you eat them? Like saying, if you know it's bad, why are you on it? But <laughs> having said that, um, what do you think is keeping you on socials? Why, if you're not m- using it to your benefit to either build a brand, build your business or make money, why do you use it? Do you think it's like self? You know, when people like punishing themselves. What's that called? You're a masochist thank you is it like masochist is it masochist yeah okay is it masochism um and then also i'd like to know okay actually answer let me get some opinions from people i believe my social media can be almost entirely really authentic and positive is that true can social media ever be authentic or by the mere fact that i curate to begin with it's just not i'm quite interested in knowing your opinions Otherwise, please like, comment, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Abelade has no socials. He has Twitter. Should I link it or you want these people to find me? I just talk about football. You won't see me talk about anything real. I've muted him. I followed to be kind. It's football and black Twitter stuff. That's it. You won't find me uh, talking about anything else. Okay. So I'll I'll link him anyway in case you want to... Are you interested? You're not dating this year. Yeah, well, you know, we all say that, but you know. Okay, well, you can jump. Can they jump in your DMs? I'm sure. Jump in, please. Jump in the DMs. Um, if you're a friend of mine, please don't. But if you are, I wonder why people always say this. They say you're not dating, but I mean, people still want to have sex. So, like, well, I'm not having either. Yeah, but I mean, people say, "Oh, I'm not dating right now," as if that means they're not having sex. So, I think that means that. No, I mean, it means you're not dating. But what's dating? What's the difference between sex and dating? Because this is what happens. Sex. We have sex abs. Then we order pizza in. Two days. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Two days. Let's just rock it. This is what we wrap up. Two days later, we do the same. Now that we're dating. To me. We're not you... starting a new episode. <laughs> okay. Bye. End. End. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, let us know all your comments. I feel like really spaced out. I'm going to listen to this again to see what I actually said. I feel like this is the episode about shaving my asshole. Um, yes. Thanks for listening. Keep it real. Abs, say goodbye to all the lovelies. Bye, bye. Girls and gays. Girls and gays.